Alright, we're back again. Oh man, what's up, dude? Season 3. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed our previous episode, the commentary track on The Breakfast Club. Little Mystery Theater 3K for your fans out there. Um, without the humor, necessarily. More about, it was an introspective, I think, on our lives a little bit. Yeah. Dave admitted that he's still a virgin. Still a virgin. I only am going to have sex after marriage, which means when my marriage ends. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a good time to wait for. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect time to wait. Because then you know for, for sure if you're ready. Right. You've right. already been married, so then, you know. Then you're ready. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the next woman benefits from you being ready. Yeah, experience. Right, right. <laughs> it's the experience, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have another movie here for us. Yeah, we're back. And, uh, you know, months ago, right? I tweeted, it was around the time we released The Joker. Mm-hmm. And not brunchy. Not brunchy, no. Uh, part of season two before the wrap-up. I tweeted that we were already working on season three. Yeah. So that that is true. And But I, I tweeted the little hint in there. I said, here's a little preview of what's coming in season three. And it was a scene from A Night in the Roxbury where... Uh, Will Ferrell is telling the story about the time he saw Emilio Esteban. Emilio! 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 And so you might think, oh, we're doing Night at the Roxbury. No. Wrong. Psych. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hope you didn't read the title of this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) I said, I I tweeted that picture because uh, Breakfast Club, Emilio. Right. Emilio Estevez, the Mighty Duck Man. Mm-hmm. So there we go, Mighty Ducks. Right. We're talking about Mighty Ducks today. We're talking about the Mighty Ducks. This was easily my favorite movie from the age of seven to ten. Yeah, I. Uh, it's like I can't believe world. how much I loved this movie. I probably watched it dozens of times as a kid. So we grew up in Hockey Town, right? So that that helps. So this is already about hockey. You did not play hockey. I no, I never really played hockey. Do you ever lace them up? Yeah, yeah, I could skate. I'm not a very good skater, but I could skate. Yeah. Um, I was small for my age, so I think that kind of precluded. Did you play street hockey? Yeah. Shoes or rollerblades? Uh, I usually was the goalie, so I play in shoes. Oh, you were a goalie. Yeah. You, you are Goldberg the goalie. I'm Goldberg the goalie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I played hockey on and off as a child. I, I played roller hockey in the street all the time. I played ice hockey for a few years, but it, honestly, it's just too expensive. Do you see the scar in the middle of my face right here? Yeah. That's from a hockey stick from playing street hockey. Nice. Kid did a, you know, high sticking yeah. and just slashed me across the face. Nice. I had uh, 10 stitches, almost lost my can eye. You, can you see the scar in my hairline? It's like kind of faint, but there's yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, what is that? That's from ice. Oh, really? But not from ice skating. Uh, back when I was very young, I lived in Lansing, Michigan, mm-hmm. and... You know those snows where there's snow on the ground? I mean, this doesn't happen anymore because of global warming. And right, I'm, right. I'm not even joking. Like, right now, it's a beautiful 50-degree day out in Tokyo. And yeah, it's, it's absurd. It's the middle of winter. It's like January. Yeah. Um, same in Michigan. It was it was 50 degrees on Christmas Day this yeah, year. It was like 65 degrees in New York in January. So, hell, hell world forever. We're, yeah. we're, we already know that. But, it's um, so, there it's used lovely. to be snow. So, you'd get a bunch of snow on your lawn, and it, it would be there. And then the, the temperature would kind of fluctuate. You might get like a very wet or even like some rain. And yeah. then it would get very cold and it would freeze. So, right, right. so there'd be those snows where you could kind of like punch through the, the frozen oh, ice that. layer on the top. And so it was really slick. And, but that also made for some like fun opportunities. And my dad 
rigged up this thing where he had us on like a sledding inner tube Mm -hmm. and he had a rope on it and i think that that was like to use us to pull up pull us up the hill we were just in the front yard and there was a tree and he would kind of take us and swing the inner tube and the rope would hit the tree and then you would kind of like wrap around like like um you're playing tetherball so he would swing us and then we would spin around the tree in this inner in this uh, inner tube and it was it was a lot of fun but and one of the times that he did it, I actually flew out of the yeah. out of the tube, and my head broke through that layer of ice, and it completely like sliced open, oh like God. right across my my hairline. I was like bleeding a ton. Jesus, I I don't really remember it happening. Yeah, but like I remember it happening. You know what I mean? Right, folks. This is brunch movies. Welcome to brunch movies. And uh, reason we're bringing up ice. Well, we already said we're doing the mighty ducks. Did we say that? Yeah, because oh, then we started talking about hockey. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're doing the Mighty Ducks starring... But I um, did play hockey. You did play hockey. Yeah, I, I still, still play, play hockey. hockey. Yeah. Um, Andy's a lo- larger guy than I But am. I don't really watch hockey, to be honest. It's, it's hard to watch in Japan. Let's just be honest. There's other sports, too, that have more prevalence here. I could get league pass for, for the NHL. not enough into it. The, but the yeah, regular too. season ice hockey, I really struggle with. It just doesn't really... The, the games feel a bit too random. Yeah. Uh, the worst part about streaming it too is if you don't get a good stream, it's really hard to see what's going on. If there's any type of low bit rate, you're not you're not gonna have a good time watching it. Yeah, I'm surprised the NHL hasn't used some of the techniques used for Mighty Ducks filming to get right. a better angle. Yeah, you know, I'd like a more, um, you know, I also like the sound effects of the the, the ice hockey in Mighty Ducks. It'd be cool if they piped those in, like a whoosh when they're when they're skating like the the, the voosh yeah. sound when they're skating by the slap shot sound which makes it sound like a cannon's going off You know, I mean, that's how it really sounds on the ice from what I'm told. And it would just be great if that was captured better um, by the NBC broadcast and stuff like that. Okay, so if you don't know the story of Mighty Ducks, it is just... First off, fuck you. It's just the story. Yeah. It's just the same plot of every single sports every, team. Everyone. The B- Bad News Bears, etc. A team that sucks goes from being bad to winning the championship. Well, it really actually starts with Gordon Bombay. In right, right. So, so but that, that's the main plot. Yeah. But then... This is definitely an overwritten, overwrought script. Yeah, yeah. So, Gordon Bombay, this movie starts with him failing Emilio. under Emilio, failing under this really bad coach, this really mean and strict coach. He lets his team down. He's then a lawyer. He uh, he's a hot shot lawyer. He's doing really well. Gets a DUI celebrating a court case win. Yeah, alone. Alone. He's just drinking. It's such a bad DUI. He's literally just drinking while driving. It's not even. Yeah. It's not even drunk like he went to a bar this, this is 92 where that's like still mostly okay i still like think, mad yeah. is only a few years old at it, this it's time. not it's not a disqualifying credit it's not yeah. like a ten thousand dollar fine and like yeah. you lose your job right, right, right. he just gets suspended temporarily with, from his work from his work with pay and, and and the best part is that the uh the employer is like look we have sympathy for you what you really need is to connect to the community you know, yeah. So then, uh, they they set him up with a coaching job of hockey, something that he's completely lost interest of as an adult. I love how this is. So this is set in Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. He's like, you need to do five hundred hours of community service. Is it five hundred? Yeah, that's, that's what that's what he was assigned. And uh, I mean, that's like that's a little more than ten weeks full time job. Yeah. So I mean, that's five hundred hours is is a pretty reasonable. I guess. Yeah. 
Uh, so, so you gotta, but I just like that that's the community service in Minnesota. Like, what does the community need? Yeah. Oh, we need a hockey coach, coach for the district based yeah. peewee hockey league in, in the city. And I'll also say, uh, being Michigan fans, uh, our, our football coach after Bo Beckler, yeah, uh, he was actually a pretty good coach, mm-hmm. uh, you know, before Lloyd Carr took over. He was actually a really good coach, but he got caught drinking and driving. Right. And uh, was forced out of the job for, like, because it was a disgrace. It was this, this must have been in the 90s, then. Late 80s? Yeah, it was in the 90s, yeah. yeah. But around the same time. So in, in, in a Disney Maybe Mighty movie, Ducks was the inflection point, you know, where the DUI is appropriate. But wouldn't that mean that we would want to keep him as a coach? Because drunk driving... I think we're crossing coach, into my uh, wins the championship. We're crossing into my hot take area. Oh, which is uh, all coaches should be required to have a DUI. Okay. Yeah. I need your arms around me. I need to feel your touch. I'm taking uh, So. I think all coaches need a redemption arc in their personal history okay. to bring the team together. Look, mm-hmm. Nick Nick Saban. I mean, maybe he doesn't have a DUI, but I'm sure he like murders animals or something like that. He, he eats, redeems himself he with champions for breakfast every morning. Right, right. A little Debbie cream pie, oatmeal cream pies. So he's he's overcoming, you know, animal murder or whatever it is he does. I'm sure there's something very dark. Yeah, but all of these. Coaches should be required to have a DUI. It's very clear. It's in the courts, you know. The and, Michigan State coach Mark D'Antoni, which yeah. I'm saying wrong, just because of <laughs> MSU fans. Uh, he, uh, his players have just had so many DUIs cumulatively over the years. Yeah, that he's basically had a DUI. He has like a vicarious DUI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, we're in. I guess we're in hot takes, hot cakes. Right? Ed Orgeron, uh, uh, who just won the national does championship he have a DUI? with. Well, oh, he, he oh, has, definitely. He has a, I mean, I don't know if he has a DUI, but, but he definitely. But he definitely. Go, I mean, go Tigers. in Louisiana, you can't. Yeah. You are allowed to drink and drive. They have drive-through cocktail drive through. Yeah, yeah. Places. We have a few, you know. So he's he definitely drinks and drives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think. Like Pete Carroll probably had a driver. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh probably like he he's like puking milk as he yeah, drives. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, drinking uh, white Russians, and he's he's trying. Yeah. I don't even know. I think he's just drinking whole milk. Yeah, uh, he's he's all looped up on it. But he's like trying to do like the gallon challenge. Yeah, like at all at all, which times. is just as dangerous as drinking a drink. Yes, <laughs> he's vomiting as out the window exactly. as he's on the road. Yeah, so he's been mis- probably pulled over a couple yeah. times for puking out yeah. of the window. I mean, it's driving under the influence of too much milk. Yeah, it, you know, la- lactose is a drug. Lactose is. <laughs> Yeah, lactose is a hell of a drug, my yeah. friend. <laughs> Real drug. Um, so that that's my hot take. We can we can go back into this. Do you want to do you want to stick with the? You want to get out? Go back in. Um, I'll, I'll give you a hot, my hot take. All right, let's see. My hot take is that uh, Happy Gilmore just fucking ripped off this movie. Oh shit! You're gonna beat me and golf. <laughs> oh, you're on. You're in big trouble though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. The the kid that can't skate but has a slap shot? Yeah. That's the character Fulton. of Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. literally the same character. Happy Gilmore tried to take his skate off and stab someone with it. Yeah, but that kid is a bully, too. Yeah. Is but, he? Yeah. He's, like, throwing bullies around in the trash. He's, like, a big tough that's kid. A, that's Mighty Ducks, too. No, he did that in this one, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah. He helps them out. I don't think Dave watched this movie, guys. I know. <laughs> definitely watch this movie. I don't, I don't think he really wants to. Do it. 
So so that's just the same character. Yeah. And uh and oh actually I'm confusing two movies. I'm confusing Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. But right. but two movies if I you see. combine those two. Yeah. The poo, the burning poo on the old man's porch. Yeah, 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 yeah. This movie doesn't actually has a bu- doesn't poo. open, but they they put poo in a purse. And the guy picks it up, oh, and it's like a dollar hanging out. Yeah, they got like a it's a it's a honey trap basically. Yeah, it's a honey, honey trap, trap for, for would be yeah, purse trap. thieves. Yeah, but they fill it with shit. Yeah. So you as, can you as, imagine a honey trap that when you get there, it's not the police, it's just shit, a pile of shit. Like, like what if what if Chris Hayes on To Catch a Predator, <laughs> like instead of like instead of being like, oh, you're on TV and you're now caught for being a predator, they just like dropped a load of shit on these people. <laughs> Like the guy, the, the door opens and it's like confetti yeah, and poo yeah. mixed together. Like, would that be a better show? Yeah, but the, it would be great too because the police would have to tackle them. They'd also get covered in poo. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Well, the, the, well, the, those those pigs are already yeah, covered yeah, in yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you saw where I was going. Uh, but uh, that's a good hot take, man. Yeah. So actually, I'm going to switch my hot take. My hot take is that To Catch a Predator would be a better show yeah, if they just pranked try, them yeah. inst- instead of actually getting them in trouble. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to hot cakes then as we're in the segment. Uh, it's Hans the ice skate sharpening guy. He's yeah, from Norway, the Norwegian ice skater, and he owns like a Bavarian like barn that yeah. is a hockey store. Yeah, he stays there late sharpening the skates. Gordon, how did you know? Through the back door this time of night, just like you used to. You'd spend hours watching me do this. Uh, what do you think? Is this sharp enough, huh? Ah! Did you cut yourself? No. <laughs> you always tell for that. God, you're morbid, Hans. Oh, I'm Scandinavian. Do you think that he was forced out of his ice... Uh, well, I, well, in the third movie, he dies, but he would have been forced out by, like, Amazon, where you could just buy skates and stuff yeah or even like i mean this is pre-nike buying um ccm mm-hmm. or did they buy ccm or bauer i think about i don't know maybe bauer yeah even now i mean reebok i think bought one of those companies too so like all of the big sports brands you know those were conglomerated uh also hockey gear has, has changed a lot in yeah. the years yeah absolutely and but i think minnesota if there's going to be like an old-timey hockey store that survives it's still there and hockey is like the least supported of all the sports. Mm-hmm. You still have to spend a shit ton of money on hockey gear. It's yeah. still very niche. So Hans is fulfilling a role in a Minnesotan community that might not have been priced out by Amazon. Yeah. So that's why he's my hot cake, man. He's a he's a grinder, literally. You like that one? Yeah. Yeah, because he grinds Re- the skates. Reference to yeah. the the grind line. Yeah, the grind line, yeah. And uh McCarty's Darren McCarty's band, The Grinders. Is that is that what it is? Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Can we get a clip of John? Uh, uh, McCarty. John McCarty. Darren McCarty. Darren can we get it? Can we get a clip of uh, Darren McCarty's band? How about an Alice Cooper song for y'all? Is that all right? You guys ever heard of Alice Cooper? Well, that was a pretty lame reaction to. Do you want to hear an Alice Cooper? Song? And maybe some audio of him punching. He has like hardcore like brain damage. Right? He had a bunch of DUIs. He sobered up. Yeah, he sobered up. He had a bunch of DUIs. He I could just, be a great coach. I just watched. According uh, to my logic, of there was actually a Russian Five documentary that was oh, made. Yeah, yeah, it was on the Delta flight. Watch that. Good? Yeah, it's good. And Darren McCarty's in it. He's like sober and okay. clear. And, yeah, it's really good. Um, new hot take or hot cake. Uh, Darren McCarty. Yeah. Awesome jam. Mm-hmm. And uh, for getting sober. Good on him. 
My hot cake. Oh, I don't. I. I've, I need to. I need to think. I think a little bit about this. I feel bad, like combining these things, but I, I kind of feel like my hot cake is that poo prank. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Because that's a good prank. when th they did that, I was like, "This is funny." Childhood. Like this I is, yeah. like I wanted to do pranks like that. Yeah. I wanted to be roaming the streets. You want to honey trap people. some older men? I wanted yeah. to do the poo and the purse with the dollar yeah. trick. There's more inside. He's taking off with it. This guy deserves what he gets. You know what's I wonder where they got the they get the they got the poo from They followed they fed a dog, dog chili, chili and then followed it along until the dog shit from so the it chili. Was like, it was like a gross fire poo. It yeah. was not like dry poo. Yeah. Ugh. But I don't know if I would want to part with a dollar that easily. Is or it... the or the purse. Yeah, the purse is probably just some garbage purse they found. You think garbage purse? Yeah, gar they went gar yeah, they went garbage <laughs> digging for a purse. <laughs> that's right. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it starts with garbage digging. Were they garbage digging for the purse or for the chili? Maybe both. Okay. Yeah. So I think I think that's my hot cake. That was that's just like classic of like when you're a kid watching these movies, you're like, these kids are so funny, yeah. so cool. Yeah. I want to be just like them. Oh man. You hate the bullies. You relate yep. to them, but you're like, oh, they best the bullies. Like this is like this is my best self. You see that, yeah. and you project those in those kids. Uh, okay. No, we we. I think that's that's great for hot takes, hot cakes. Yeah. I'd like to open up another segment. We have who's your perfect man? How about who's your perfect mighty duck? Okay. All right. Uh, I'm I'm starting with uh, the the, the qu uh, witty corpse of uh, of Aberman. Aberman, yeah, he's yeah. he's the best. Yeah, he's definitely. He's the most. He's like the most quotable. Yeah. And like he was most hilarious. He's doing the swing bada 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 swing. Taki. There's no batter. Idiot. Hum And then you got uh Banks, who's definitely the best skater. Yeah. And and just the best overall hockey player. So you combine the wit. I'm gonna, can I, I gotta, I gotta pause a little bit here because I want to talk about a bit just how convoluted this plot is and just how much <laughs> unnecessary stuff yeah, they yeah, pack yeah. in. Yeah. So we've got the Coach Bombay arc. His dad dies when he's a kid. He loses in a game and grows up thinking he's a failure and turns his back on the sport that he loves. And then he's he. He kind of like embodies that must win right. ideals even into adulthood. So he's like carrying all this childhood emotional baggage, lost father. So broken families, a requirement for all ch children's movies. Then we got Charlie, who's like, he's like the captain of the team, I guess. He's like the, he's the, the heart, emotional heart. He's of the, the emotional heart of the team. So there's a plot with him. His dad left when he was young, right. broken family. So he's looking for a dad. He's trying to 
Gordon Bombay is stepping into that father, right. but he's also cucking Charlie a little right, bit. I know. Audister cuck. Yeah, definitely cuck. So we don't need to no, have a long Audister cuck here. But so he starts like hooking up with the mom. So there's that plot. Then there's like the coaches rivalry. Yeah. Then there's like racial stuff inserted into it. You know, there's like the blue collar black dad is right. coming to watch his black sit- kids and Right. He's going to play ice hockey. He's yeah. like, I'm, I missed my overtime pay for this. Right. Mad at the coach. So there's like a little bit of that inserted there. Then you've got this Banks kid inserted. So there's yet another plot. He's like a, a high class. He's like a high kid. class, but he's been redistricted to the poor district. Yeah. And his dad is like a, oh, I'm a Hawks fan. I'm a Hawk for life. Even no. though it's just fucking peewee hockey. Peewee hockey. And so there's a big controversy about him coming over to the team and then not being accepted because he used to be a hawk. Uh, Jesse calls him a cake eater. A cake eater. Which, which you pointed out. This is a great idea. Yeah. It, which is the stand-in for. Just for cocksucker. It's yeah. clearly that they were writing this movie and that. then they were just like. We can't call him a cocksucker. Yeah. What so what, what can kids say? Cake eater? Cake eater. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. Uh, cake so, eater. Yeah. Like there's just, there's just way too much plot. It's yeah, just and then and then and all in the background then is them being like zero and nine, and then somehow winning enough games to make the playoffs, and then becoming the best team to the point where uh, they win the championship and then become Team USA. So they they originally are an zero and nine team, and then become the best team in the country. This is like the biggest. It makes no sense. They can the barely skate. Of, they can barely skate. Goldberg is afraid of a puck. Yeah, in the beginning of the movie, they had to tie him to a thing to have him overcome his fear of pucks. There's always a great there's a great training montage where they're they're passing eggs back and forth. Yeah. That's great. And even in that scene, he's yeah. like, oh, it's like credit kit. Wax on, oh, wax on. Sorry, and it's like, man. This yeah. is a literally like this is like there's so, almost self-referential yeah. there because that's clearly inspired by like the uh, yeah. soft touch. Soft Receive touch. the puck. Don't yeah. stop it. <laughs> Don't stop the pass. You accept it. Cradle it. Again, concentration, not strength. Like the Karate Kid, right? Wax on, wax off. Oh, just shut up and try it, Averman. In the end, I mean, just a, it, the movie is it's an hour and a half. It's a bit more Happy Gilmore, too. Just yeah. tap it in. Just tap it in. Like it's an egg. Like the old tappy-wappy. Tap, tap, tap But the uh, the movie ends as it has to end with them winning the championship, him overcoming his demons and outcoaching the guy that ruined his hockey career. Um he quits the Through law trickery. firm. He quits the law firm to become. Wait, what segment are we in right now? We were in your perfect. Mighty oh, Duck. perfect Mighty Duck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you finish yours? No, you didn't. Ever gave gave us yours. Uh, Banks, Aberman, and then Goldberg for the the, the thickness. So you're combining those three. Yeah, people. and that would be the perfect. The humor movie. too. Yeah, the humor of. Oh, what Goldberg. about the farts? Well, go, I I think part of humor is farting. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's an integral part of it. It, it is. Yeah. It is very funny. Yeah, it is very funny. TBS. Yeah. Oh, very, very funny. Yeah. Very funny. I tried to introduce that as slang. When someone says something funny, just be like TBS. TBS and they're true. like, what? Yeah. And you're like, very, very funny. funny. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah let's start doing that now. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, so my perfect doc. Uh, can we can we use just this film or can we just talk about the expanded Mighty Ducks oh, universe? Expand it. Bring it out. Okay, so if we use the expanded Mighty Ducks universe, that include, includes D2. Yeah. That was the, the sequel. That's uh, D3, the second sequel. This also spun off into an animated series. Really? Yes. Uh, and you could even include 
uh, Disney then founded an NFL, an NHL expansion team in Anaheim that were the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Later sold the team so they can no longer use the trademark by Disney Mighty Ducks, and now they're just the Anaheim Ducks. Wow. Uh, so any player who's ever played for the the Disney version of that team. But I'm actually going to zone in on the animated series, and I'm surprised you didn't know about this. Uh, the animated series kind of went in a different direction. Mm. And rather than being about poor kids playing hockey, it's um, about alien anthropomorphic ducks that no. come to Earth on a spaceship and play ice hockey. But they're also superheroes. Is this for real? Yes. It's made by Disney? Yes. Wow. So my perfect duck is, is because I'm a furry. This is established yeah, in the podcast yeah, lore. Um, the anthropomorphized ducks. Okay. Well, I mean, you win. I mean, they could clearly beat my Aberman Goldberg Banks hybrid because they're alien ducks. But quack, yeah, quack, quack, clearly your perfect duck is quack, quack, my perfect duck. Quack, quack. Well, that was your perfect mighty duck. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, uh, we, we've knocked out some segments. We got the story in that segment, which is pretty good. You know, we got the story out of, out of yeah. it. Um, I'd say uh, some things to, to definitely talk about is that uh, a lot of these same actors were in another movie that we've done, uh, Heavyweights. Yes. So we have... We got some brunchy characteristics here. We got Goldberg is in both. Goldberg's in both. We got Jerry who's the main character in Heavyweights, but he plays more of a side character in this one. Yeah, he's just like... I think this came out first, so Jerry grew into his uh, weight. And I think a lot of them were in The Big Green, which was another version of this movie. Is that the soccer one? That's the soccer one. Goldberg is in that as well. That has a ginger in it, Dave. Were you jealous of that that kid? Yeah. You were like, that could be me. Well, I was like, wow, look at him succeed. Did your brother grow out for any of these movies? No, he's too young. Too young, okay. Yeah. He was like, what What generation of movies was he going out He'd for? He'd be like late 90s. So like... Early 2000s. Did he read for anything? Like, like earlier, younger, like Hilary Duff's younger brother would be like the age group he would be in. I don't know who that is. I don't. I know who Hilary Duff is. Well, but... we're big Duff heads here on the podcast on my end. Like yeah. Dave's supporters are big Duff heads. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know what your supporters are like, but... Um, I'm more of an Amanda Bynes. Okay. Kind of guy. It would, he would be much younger than her. Um, yeah. She's she's doing well. Duff? No, uh, Bynes. Oh, is she? No, she's not. Okay. Yeah, she, I think she's actually insane. That's good. Yeah. Um, Mighty Ducks 2 has Keenan in it, who's yeah. also in heavyweights it's as well. It's knuckle puck time. Knuckle puck. I used to want it. I used to be in street hockey, try to hit that knuckle puck, and made no sense. Yeah, yeah. The knuckle puck is <laughs> not, not, a, not, a, not, a, not a good move. Not a good move. Uh, yeah, it, it really doesn't make sense. No. Do you know how slap shots work, Dave? You just you hit it really hard. You hit it really hard, yes, but do you... Do you swing and hit the puck really hard? Is that you hit through the puck, through the puck? Yes. Yeah. But did you actually know that a slap shot you actually hit behind the puck onto the ice? Oh. And what that does is you start to bend your stick, and so as you're swinging through and hitting the puck, your stick is returning to straight, and so it's actually flinging the puck. Is that true? So that's what a slap shot is. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Okay. Even growing up playing hockey, <laughs> Matt, uh, our pal Max taught us uh, taught me that like somewhat recently. Oh, really? He's like, yeah, you're actually like you're bending the stick and hitting it, and so yeah, 
Oh, there you go. Oh, that was edu- actually really educational. I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> That's great. There's also a book written that uh, says that uh, black people actually invented the slap shot. Really? Yeah. Before, like, like the slap shot was a late addition to, even to the NHL game. It wasn't always there. Yeah. Um, but someone went back and researched the origins of hockey, which was, like, played on ponds in Canada and things like that. And Canada had a lot of, you know, freed slaves right, right, right. Much, much earlier than America did. And they actually say that a lot of the early hockey was like was played by black people, Shit. and that the that they had a variation of the slapstick even back then. Wow, I don't remember the reference for that, but I remember reading that somewhere. It's actually really interesting. Yeah, um, I don't have anything cool to add. I mean, I, I had a Steve Eiserman signed stick growing up. Yeah, I had a Dino Cicerelli signed puck. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and in our basement we have a Scotty Bowman signed stick. Oh yeah, my mom met Scotty Bowman. Uh, I, when I was at, at the Shinola store in Detroit recently, Man, I know all these names. It's crazy. Uh, like, Nick Lindstrom. Oh yeah. You asked me, to, oh, yeah. you asked me to name one person on the Red Wings right now. I probably couldn't do it. I don't follow hockey at all. Yeah. Anyway, um, do, should we do a quick director's corner? Uh, we we definitely should do a director's co- corner. I can't guarantee you mine is short. Do you want to start? Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I think that it'd be tight if this was remade with uh, Goldberg the Wrestler. Okay. And it was like the adult Mighty Ducks. They're like kind of schlubbing it a little bit. Okay. You know, they're past their primes. And Can you do an impression a- of Goldberg doing Goldberg's I am Goldberg the Goalie famous line? I'm Goldberg the Goalie. That's it? Uh, I am Goldberg <laughs> the Goalie. Much better. Yeah. Um, and, and what happened was because I guess it was more of a, it's more of like question. a, yeah, it's more of like a rec league type situation. Okay. You know, they're older guys and stuff. Are they all former pros? They're, yeah, they're all former pros. So they're like, they're, all, they're like roided out. Yeah, they're all roided out. But because the actual Goldberg, the, the mm. actors not looking so hot. Yeah. They cast the wrestler Goldberg. Ah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's the, the director's choice. Is he wrestling right? anyone in the movie? He does. When someone tries to get on net, he, he comes out. And then he spear tackles. Him. Can I ask you something, Dave? Is there yeah. anything in the world better than when the two goalies fight each other in, in ice hockey? I don't know. That's actually pretty funny. Maybe fat guy touchdown in, in, in football is pretty up there. Yeah, fat guy touchdown. But I'm saying in life. Oh, no, no. That's great. Yeah. Fat guy boxing's funny, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Fat people falling. I mean, not to be mean to the fat people. And goalies kind of look like fat people. Yeah, they do because they have so much baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's funny. Yeah. Because yeah. it's unwieldy. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not balanced well. Speaking of wrestling and all that stuff, and I, I do have a director's corner, but I also like when the, the, the bullies, the hawks, are kind of like rollerblading around and they like start a fight. Have you ever have you ever tried to have a fight while wearing rollerblades or on ice skates? Like can't imagine. In hockey, the reason that they grab each other yeah. to punch and like there's a lot of grappling, there's not it's not like they're they were doing fisticuffs, is because like you can't you will slide backwards. Yeah. You know, like for every force there's an opposing and opposite oh, force. Yeah, yeah. So when you're on ice and you punch someone, it's just gonna push you backwards, you'll fall over. Right. So you have to get a grip on them before uh, you start punching. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Teaching a lot of science wow, right today. Yeah. Okay, so my uh my director's corner is, you know, when I when I start to think about my, my director's corners, I I try to put myself in the director's chair. Okay, yeah, and not in the corner. And is I the think, chair in the corner. No, okay. uh, I think most directors, when they first when they first get a script, a new script to read, oh, it feels so good, right? Yeah. It's like they they 
meeting a new friend, a new, a new lover, paper. really. Smelling. The ink is still fresh. Yeah. And and they and they they dive into that script. And the director's job is to take the script and find find the story in the script, right? Because the script isn't necessarily the story. The director gives it that vision. They find, you know, they find what interests them in the script, and then they bring that to life. And and so I'm reading the script, and in the script, uh, well, in the film, and uh, and I assume also in the script, there is kind of like these montages, or there's these scene changes where they will, there, there's like the spinning newspaper effect and the headline. Uh, so the script called for this, like, okay, we need we need to like move through this story using these newspapers to kind of say what's happening. Right, right, right. Hawks, hawks, you know, tie the ducks. Yeah. They're like all these things, and they're showing up with this newspaper in it, and the newspaper is labeled with the world's number one hockey publication, and the cover of the world's number one hockey publication is Minnesota Pee Wee. Minnesota Pee Wee hockey. Yeah. And so, if I'm the director. And I'm sitting in that director's chair reading the script, and I see this, and then I see it again, and I see that the world's number one hockey publication has drifted towards coverage of the Minnesota Pee Wee team. Yeah. My mind starts to to think of the reader of this newspaper, mm-hmm. the consumer of the world's number one hockey publication. You're really in this world now. Yeah, so I'm in this world. So I'm a, a Canadian man. Sure. I'm ice fishing. And ice fishing, as we know, takes a long time. It's a lot of patience. You're sitting out on the cold ice. And you're far away from, this is before cell phone reception. Maybe you can pick up CBC on the radio signal. But you need a battery-operated, you know, that's, that's, it's not likely that you're going to be able to follow your hockey games. Maybe on the radio. But he's listening to a hockey game on the radio. And every time he goes out there, he brings his, his hockey magazine because he, he loves hockey. He wants to know about who's coming into the draft. He wants to know the stats of all the players. He, you know, he, he loves hockey. And one day he goes to grab his magazine and instead of seeing, you know, someone like Mario Lemieux right. or Eric Lindros or, you know, a Steve Iserman or uh Chelios, you know, some of these famous, you know, Gretzky on the cover, some Canadian hockey player. player, all of a sudden the headline and the cover with, with journalistic photos. Yeah is a Minnesota Pee-wee hockey, team. Peewee hockey team tying another right. team. Because the Ducks don't win. Before they win, they no, tie. They tie. And all of a sudden, he is saying, "What? wait a minute, what, what is going on? Is where's this, the hockey I love? Is this some kind of joke? Yeah. It, where's the hockey I love? And he, he can't believe it. And he's flipping through the pages, and it's just article oh, after Pee-wee article hockey. about Coach Bombay. He's yeah. thinking, who is this guy, Gordon Bombay? I've never heard Bombay of this Sapphire person. Bombay Sapphire Jen? Are you kidding me? His world is turned upside down, this hockey fan, the true hockey fan. And, and you know, he, he throws in the garbage. He's disgusted. And he just, you know, he sits there and he hopes and prays that the next next week is... And I'll wrap this up soon. I'm sorry. No, 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 I, know, no. I know you're trying to leave here, Dave. No, 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 no. Uh, I... he's, so he thinks, okay, next week will be better. But the next week is another article. It's another article. This, man, this drives this man insane. And so at this point in the director's chair, I'm thinking this guy is in the movie. The movie should be about this guy. Yeah, this is in the movie. So this is driving him insane. And it gets it to the point where he gets in his pickup truck and he drives from Canada. He crosses the border. He goes all the way to Minnesota. He's like, I I need to see this in person. Yeah. And so for me, the the tension is building up with this man who's losing his mind. Yeah. As he's approaching here. 
and then he get he so he finally arrives for the championship game, and you see him coming in, and you know in the intermission, uh, all the all the fans are going out for their smoke breaks. He goes out with the cigarette smokers, and and you see him uh, and reaching for his cigarettes, but you see a gun. Oh shit! He's come to assassinate Coach Bombay. He's taking out. He's taking out Emilio. Yeah, he's here to kill Emilio Estevez. Oh, oh my god! But but he's not prepared because he's from Canada. Mm-hmm. For the mean streets of Minnesota, District Five, mm-hmm. you know, District Nine, maybe wow. even. Yeah, nice. It's rough. Yeah, and you know, he looks the wrong way at a Minnesotan who bumps him, and he falls over, and the gun, the gun topples Spills out. out. Yeah. That Minnesotan sees that and pulls out his own gun. Right, he's packing, and he shoots the the man. Shit. And so then there's a shot of the hockey publication with the. Uh, Half the half face of <laughs> of Gordon Bombay and the yeah. half face of the Hawks coach, yeah. and then blood slowly so- soaks it. through it. And actually, that's where the movie ends. So we don't actually know the end. Could I end propose of the game. one thing? Yeah. What if he? What if like while this is going on, there's shots of the newsroom of the author, whose life has been completely taken over by Gordon Bombay. Oh yeah. So you have a duality. You have the guy that wants to murder him, and then you have the guy that's in love. With Gordon Bombay. Oh, so infatuated by and him. And the guy who shoots. Oh. <laughs> the guy who shoots. It's my life's work. The one who wants to assassinate Gordon happens to be the one that's in love with him. Uh, this is a pretty good day. I've got a tear. Wow. And in this, and, I got chills. And this is the point where I I stand up. Yeah. Up from the, from my, and I fold up my director's chair. Yeah. Put it off into the director's corner. Right, right, See? right, right. There we go. And then. Uh, you know, and then I just take a huge shit. <laughs> Wipe your ass with the fucking script. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> All right. Should we get to brunchiness? Yeah. Brunchy. Brunchy. Very brunchy. Very brunchy. Uh, this is this is that archetype of like, this is a brunch movie. Like this, yeah. you could call this a family children's sports movie. That's but perfect. Yeah. A family children's sports movie is a brunch movie. Yeah, this is it's a it's a subgenre of brunch movies. It's funny. There's plot makes no sense. It doesn't matter. There's lots of montages. There's lots of skating. There's just yeah, not a lot of food. So I don't know if I'd go like with a hundred, but I'm 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 gonna give this like a like a B. I'm giving it. I'm going high. I'm giving it like a six point three. Okay, wow. Very brunchy for me. Might even when we redo it at the end (laughs) of the season, maybe I'll have other feelings. But I have it very high right now. Okay. Uh, parents. Yeah. So I, I think of pee-wee. I, I hear wee. I think of wieners. Mm. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking of sausages is what I'm trying to say, right? Okay. And I'm thinking a nice grill-up. A nice grill-up. Yeah. Okay. Just sausages, though. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I'm, Wait, we're talking about variety? Uh, it's all German sausages. Ah, uh, Hans? Cooked by Hans. But Hans is it's Norwegian. Norwegian. But I think they had something in World War II. Do they have anything going on? Probably. So let's assume that. No, no. Norway was completely excluded <laughs> from World War II. Yeah, so, so they probably had something going on. There's probably on. like less than a thousand people living in Norway at the time of World War II. Less than a thousand. Yeah, that's probably correct. So they, they're like, it's it's German sausages cooked by a Norwegian grinder. Nice. Yeah. Does and, he grind his own meat? And oh, yeah. oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. And you know what's so not even German, they're Minnesotan. Right. And on top of that, you know what's another word for a sub sandwich or a sandwich is a grinder. Oh. And so you could put that sausage onto a fucking piece of bread and it's called a grinder as well. Nice. So it's it's basically grinder colon brunch. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dave. 
I'm going to tell you something special about me. I have, when I go to a restaurant, I'm looking at the menu. It's a little different in Japan because you order for the table. So you yeah. can kind of sample one of everything. But if I'm going to an American bistro, mm. I'm sitting down, I'm ordering a plate for myself. I have what I call the lamb duck rule. Okay, I've never heard of this. Before. Not, it's not the lame duck rule. Right. That's talking about presidencies. Well, that's Donald Trump, right? The lamb duck rule is that at home, I cook beef, I cook chicken, yeah. I cook pork. I, the standards, right? Yeah. Like there's this, like everybody eats basically beef and chicken. Sure. Some people eat pork, but that's yeah. about it. Ham, you know. But at home, I never cook duck. And I never really cook lamb. So I, I, I established the duck-lamb rule, where if duck or lamb is on the menu, then you have to order that. Okay. And so I'm thinking ducks, mighty ducks. Right. Duck is on the menu. Right. Okay? So... It's gonna be a it's gonna be a duck based meal. That's gonna be the main protein. Mm -hmm. But because it's Minnesota, everything is gonna be ice cold. Not oh wow. So maybe some like cold smoked duck. Mm. Kind of like a maybe like a Chinese style that you might okay. get. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um and then you're gonna have um ice you're gonna have uh oh, this is another thing that's been going around. Um Gene Simmons from KISS. Yeah. He tweeted a picture of uh cereal that with ice cubes in the milk. I saw that. So does anyone else put ice cubes in their cereal? I don't know. Do you, I mean, no. But in this brunch, you are. Yeah. So ice cubs in your cereal, some duck on the side. Uh, you're going to have an iced coffee and an ice cold beer. Nice. Because it's Minnesota. Yeah. Start early. Yeah. Minnesota West, is the home of beer. Day, day drinking, too. Yeah. Yeah. They drink a lot. Wisconsin as well. Mm. I think that sounds great. So we got, we got grinding. We got sausages for one part, which kind of fits the hefty Midwestern breakfast, if you will. Yeah. And then we have an ice cold breakfast, yeah, which fits again the Minnesota winter mm -hmm. and the Mighty Ducks. So, final question, yeah, Emilio Estevez, yeah, brunch actor. Oh my God! Well, we disagreed on the previous episode, right? Yeah, but he might have been the brunchiest character in that. He had the biggest lunch. Sure, he did have a huge lunch. This movie, I think he's very brunchy. Yes, very very brunchy, and he's he's got that kind of drunken swagger to him, yeah. like, a, like a good brunch goer. Oh, he definitely looks like he would be going to brunch when he was a lawyer. Oh, me? yeah. Power brunch. Power brunch. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it, in the end, it's it, it's this genre of film. You know, these this 90s family targeting film. We've seen it in um, Heavyweights, for example. That is very, very brunchy. Yeah. I think these this is definitely hand in hand with Heavyweights, which is in our top 10. So, yeah. So you have to stay tuned to... No, it's not our top 10. It's the brunch menu. The brunch menu. Excuse me. Yeah. Sorry. But a reminder for our fans. Yeah, yeah. When we when we say the brunch menu, we're talking about the top 10 brunchiest films of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any noticings? Anything else? We're good? I think we're good. I think I'm good. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Tune in next week for another episode of Brunch Boothis. Woo! Like Mighty Ducks had a had a movie yeah. spinoff or a, t a cartoon spinoff that was where they were just actual ducks fighting crimes. The Mighty Ducks. Yeah, you remember the movie Mighty Ducks. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So there was another there was a cartoon of Mighty Ducks that's completely that's for real. Tight. <laughs>